podcast from the Arsenal. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your fourth favourite podcast about Arsenal Football Club. So before we get into uh, an Arsenal performance that was limper than an Adamola Lookman penalty, um, let's do our new feature, Tweet of the Week. Oh, you caught me off. You caught me off the hop, did Let me find it. Let me find okay. it. I'll do the theme music while, yeah, you, while you find it. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. <laughs> Angelo, what you got for me? I have got a tweet of the week. And uh, where is it? Where is it? No, I'm joking. It's it's. I found it. It's here. So Twitter tweet of the week is from Craig Stanley, who's at stanpr1 underscore. It's very... Um, very intense. Anyway, he says, I really envy Liverpool for their fast-passing, quick-moving, high-intensity football. Arsenal play like a slug that just smoked a joint. <laughs> They're not wrong. He's good not tweet, wrong. Good tweet. Yeah, tweet of thanks, the week. Great. Tweet of the week, indeed. Um, if people want to look us up on Twitter, where can they find us, Angelo? At Blast Arsenal Pod, always the same. And where else can they find us, mate? You can find us on Instagram, same handle. You can find us on uh, YouTube. Just YouTube. search for, yeah, YouTube. Just search for, uh, what we, Blast from the Arsenal. And do you know what? We never, we've never, ever, ever given out our email address. Have we got so, one? We have got one, <laughs> yeah. So we could just give mix it, it up. Give it out. What is it? It is Blast Arsenal. Perfect spam. Yeah, do you know what? I don't even know what it is actually. So I've just bigged that up. No one's going to contact us. Don't worry about it. We're we're on Gmail. Something Arsenal and podcasty Gmail dot com. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, Diddy, why? Yeah, don't worry why? about it. Ah, fuck it. Just just contact us on Twitter and the like. It's fine. Why why are we not together tonight, man? Well, because we're on lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. Thanks, BJ. <laughs> Thanks for the. Oh, sorry, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are in lockdown, so we're having to do a Skype uh, episode, which is, you know, most unlike us. Our unique selling point as a podcast is that we get together and feel all right. And have a couple of beers and, and of beers. Um, yeah. So, so uh, where do we start? Where do well, we start can, I, this? can I start somewhere? Yes. Do you remember that program when you were younger called Get Your Own Back? Vaguely, yeah. Some guy used to invite kids onto his show. Yes, I do remember. And they'd they'd get and guns. Yeah, and everyone got guns, right? Well, I'm yeah, going to get yeah. my own back, but without the guns, because we're going to play a game called "Are you going to go low, or are you going to go high?" <laughs> you, oh, that's a merda. Um, thank you. So you'll remember if you listened last week. Uh, not you, Diddley, because you were on the show, but anyone that didn't listen to the episode last week, you will have missed Diddley uh, springing a surprise on me with a game called Are You Gonna Go Low or Are You Gonna Go High? whereby I had to guess the number of appearances that the players Diddley read out played under Arsene Wenger. All came about because you're reading his book. Um, and they were, should we say, fringe players at, at best. I'd, I'd like to refer to them as sort of cult classics <laughs> under Arsene Wenger. They featured in his book, so I guess they're doing better than us. Um, so tonight's version of 
are you going to go low, are you going to go high, is based on the shirt numbers when they were at Arsenal. Oh, interesting. And the players might sound familiar. So the first player is Sanchez Watt. <laughs> All right, okay. Which I think I think he featured on yours last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. So do you want to have a guess at what his shirt number was at Arsenal? Uh, fifty-seven. Very good guess, actually. Fifty-four. Oh. Was that just a? Good I remember guess? him having a fifty-something. Shirt. Yeah. Started yeah. high. Yeah. This I'm gonna the, the, the key points I'm gonna read out in between all of this is that, you know you know me, I'm a stato. Um a few uh, where are they now uh, scenarios going on here. And this is gonna be it like um, when you play championship manager, you know, and you've got a youth player and then over the course of playing many, many seasons of championship manager, they turn out to be you know, in their mid thirties with a bit of a midlife crisis or something. So Sanchez what? Shirt number 54, he's now 29 years of age and playing for the National League side, Wealdstone. Famous for Wealdstone Raider, you got no fans. Yes, you got no fans. <laughs> so, Sanchez what number 54. Uh, next player, Junichi Inamoto. <laughs> I think he featured on your game last week as well. <laughs> so, are you going to go high or are you going to go low? What's his number higher or lower than 54 of Sanchez Watt? I'm going to go lower. You'd be correct, yes. Right. Number 19. Yeah. Uh, Junichi is now 41 and plays for Japanese third division side SC Sagimhara. Still playing at 41. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, next on to the To be list... fair, the yep. Japanese league does have a 50-year-old in it, doesn't it? I don't know, does it? Yeah, the world's oldest footballer. Kazuyoshi Mura. Can we just say this is unscripted? So that's yeah. excellent football he, knowledge. He used to he used to play in Serie A for Genoa. Just a little stat. There you go. There you go. Good work. Good work. All right. Well, Junichi Inamoto, number nineteen. Next on the list, Park Chu Young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see the theme uh, here. Uh, yeah, I can see the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shirt number higher or lower than Junichi Inamoto? Lower. Lower than number 19? Incorrect. Oh, are you joking? I'm not joking. I he thought he had... was a number nine. Well, thank God not. No, shirt number 30. 3 0. Oh. Facts. Now 35 years old and plays for FCCO in Korea. So there you go. Uh, who have we got after that? We have J. Manuel Thomas. Now, he started with one number in the 08-09 season. But by the time he left in the 10-11 season, he had a different number. So, is his numbers... Is his numbers? Terrible English. Are his numbers higher or lower than Park Chu Young, number 30? What, combined? No, 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 individually, you know. Put it this uh, way, either both of them are higher or both of them are lower. I think they're both higher. Correct, they are both higher. He started with number 38, he drifted out to 41. So, yeah, now 29 years old and playing for Livingston in the Scottish Premier League. Yeah. There you go. Uh, cult hero Arturo Lupoli. Higher or lower than, we'll say by the time they left, so higher, higher or lower than 41? Uh, I actually know this because I, uh, <laughs> I, had, a, I had a look uh, on the internet for him the other day after after we did the pod, see how he was getting on. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure he plays num- like a, he's got a decent number, so I'm going to go lower. Oh, this is a bit of a trick question, actually. Oh, is he it? Started, he started with number 40 in 04-05, but he left with 41 in 05-06, which is the same number as J. Emmanuel Thomas. Oh, so, uh, yeah, a bit hard. Now 33 years old and playing for Virtus Verona in Serie C. That's the rumour. Two more. Right, Fran Marida. Is he higher or lower than 41 by the time he left Arsenal? Mm. I want to go lower. Correct. He finished with number 32 when he left in uh, 09-10. 30 years old now and playing for Espanyol in La Liga. And finally, La Sana Diara. Higher or lower than 32? Lower. Lower, correct. He finished with number eight, 35 years old, and now retired. Finished playing for PSG in 2018-19 season. So I think he did a lot yeah. better than I did, to be fair. Um, and that was probably a harder game, guessing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, good so game, good work. Good, game. good work. There you go. I don't really feel like I've got my own back. But uh, there you go. Oh, there we go. We've got the lightheartedness out of the way. Um yeah. Let's move on to now, Sunday evening's game. Now for severe depression. Aston Villa. Um, do you want to run through the lineup? Have you got it there? Uh, have I got it here? He asks me. The answer is yes, I have got it here. I know. Uh, okay. Lineup. Uh, no, this is not the lineup. This is the lineup. Well, <laughs> basically, we were unchanged from the United game. Is that all right? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. I've got I the think, mold. I games. think it was the first time. Uh, under Arteta that we've gone unchanged yeah uh, let's have a quick look this is not as slick as our usual selves yeah so we've got Leno in goal Holding Gabriel Tierney at the back Bellerin Partion Nani Saka Willian Lacazette or Bamiang mm-hmm. um, I said I think and this is not me patting myself on the back I think I said that we'd probably go for a similar lineup and you did. we play a similar style to the Man United game. Um, and I think I got one out of two right because we had the same team, but they could not have been a more different playing performance than the United game, where the United game, we were very much on the front foot and the Villa game, we were treating them as if they were prime Barcelona and letting them have, you know, the, the chances, the possession, etc. That's how I saw it anyway. Yeah, I, um, it was very lacklustre, wasn't it? I've, all sorts of uh, words for it, to be honest. Uh, we lacked control, incisiveness, energy, ideas, any sort of creativity or penetration. It was poor. It was, it, it was, the, it was the worst performance, I think, we've put in for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know the whether some of them maybe were a bit tired but you said last but they week. didn't they didn't play uh the majority of them didn't play against uh mm-hmm. FC Mold in the Europa League which obviously we'll come on to shortly i think the surviving players from that game on Thursday were Leno and William if i'm not mistaken so um i don't even know if that's a 
a credible excuse, really. And let's be honest, they're professional football players. You know, if you can't get yourself up for playing a week at a time, then you're in the wrong job, mm. really, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, um, to be fair, 7.15 kickoff on a Sunday, I can't get up for watching it. So <laughs> maybe they can't get up for playing it. Yeah, we do seem that, to get... That's what it looked like. Yeah, we get stung with that all the time. That uh, Well, all the time. That's the second time this season, I believe, that we've had a, a late mm. Sunday evening game. Um, and do you know what? Those those games are either you go to bed absolutely buzzing, so happy, or you go to bed so angry that you can't sleep and uh, it just kind of ruins you. I mean, Monday's a crap at the best of time, but it really puts you in a bad mood for a Monday morning. Yeah, it does. Um, you, you mentioned lack of creativity, and I think that is a... Wait. We seem to talk about it all the time at the moment. Yeah, it isn't anything new, is it? It's you know we we've scored one goal in the last four games, and that was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, let alone actual shots on goal. Yeah, uh, which are few and far between. I read a stat the other day that said Harry Maguire's got more shots on target than Aubameyang and Lacazette this season. <laughs> And the so, irony is he can't seem to drop Lacazette, so it's not as if he's in that stat and he's not playing. Um, it's really worrying. I think it's one thing if you're creating lots of chances and not scoring. It's a complete other issue if you're not creating anything, you know, because you haven't even got the opportunity. It's, it is a, a major problem. And I know we put all of our eggs in that creative midfield basket when we were looking at uh, Hasimawa, but... We should have had other irons in the fire. To be honest with you, mate, um, one I don't think one player bringing someone like that in would make a whole lot of difference. For me, it feels like Arteta's got them playing a certain way. Um, and it's very much... It's a bit like chess... Uh, we're moving the pieces around yeah. in the different zones and that's how he wants it to be and hopefully we create a chance out of it rather than letting the forward players be themselves, be creative, have some freedom to express how they want to play and come up with, you know, chances. Yeah. Um, I don't know if... What, 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 what do you think about well, that? Well, it's funny because we, we, we tend to... Um record these podcasts and then we say oh actually we should have mentioned that there was a tweet about it <laughs> uh, and funny enough there's a, a tweet but we, we'd have to wait till the end we can introduce it now from eight ball mulan who's at eight underscore mulan and he says we saw arteta at the early stages of his career at arsenal where we outplayed teams in spells now his pragmatism has become so mechanical that he coaches drinking of water and warming up too um I guess a slight tongue-in-cheek remark in as much as mechanical being a great word there to describe mm, how yeah, everything very. is. I think if, if you remember correctly, um, Arsene Wenger was always accused of being less of a tactician and more of a just go on the pitch and express yourselves and play football and it will all just come together because you're good players. And I, I feel like we've gone, you know, if that's scale 10 of don't worry about it, we've kind of gone to scale yeah. one of right, you're only going to do what I tell you to do. Um, and I think that that's good. We needed that structure. You don't have a good, prior to this game, defensive record without structure. But I think we need to dial up that one to like a, a five maybe at least because freedom 
to freedom to be creative on a football pitch is kind of what it's about, isn't it? Especially for attacking players. I kind of feel like we've gone back to the old Arsenal of trying to walk it in the net and you can't just take a long shot. And that's my view anyway. You still there? Where has Diddley gone? The joys of doing a Skype podcast. Hopefully he'll come back to us soon. Well, I'll tell you what, whilst we wait for Diddley, let, oh, he's back, he's back. I was just freestyling. <laughs> he's back in the game. He's still there, dude. Hello. There I'm he is. Here. There he is. I couldn't, you, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. That's all right. No problem. No problem. And, How and we- ladies and gents, this is why we do it live in a room <laughs> together yeah. rather than over Skype. Yeah. I was just reading out a tweet that said you're a dickhead, but we, we don't have to oh, go. All right, okay. <laughs> um uh where were we? We were talking about how, how mechanical and rigid the Arsenal team are now versus yeah. kind of where yeah. they, they used to be under Wenger. Used to be. Um yeah, we don't have you know we don't really have the players to, to play that way either. Like, to play with the freedom and the, the sort of um, cavalierness, yeah. Anymore, uh, or do we? No, I don't know. We don't. We don't. We don't. I think we. Um, the 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 theme of a lot of our responses on Twitter, you know, we always ask for post match analysis, was very much two players were being singled out. Um, yeah, I can probably guess. Go on, have a guess. Let's play another game. Uh, William. William was one of them. Mm. And the other one? Well, probably Laka. Lacazette was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a friend they of the were show. Awful, weren't they? Yeah. Well, friend of the po, po, friend of the show, Paul, <laughs> who's at Schmitty zero zero, said Schmitty, you mean? Here's Schmitty. I got told off of that before. Sorry, dude. He said, William was one of Villa's best players. Bellerin looked tired. Lacazette can't do anything. And Orba just doesn't seem to have that drive from last season. It's like every time a player signs a new contract, they turn pish, which is a great word. Don't hear that often enough. Yeah. Um, and also kind of true, isn't it? You know, every time a player is about to sign a new contract, I think back to, I may have mentioned it before, but Theo Walcott, he was banging the goals in and we were like, sign the ting, sign the ting. Signed it and then just got shoulder injury after shoulder injury and he was just not the same player. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't read too much into that. I just think that's really kind of down to the team and how they're performing more than uh, him on a personal level. I mean, he yeah. might be a bit fed up of playing out in that position, but, you know, he, he knew what he was signing on for. He, he knew what Arteta wanted from him and, and where he was going to play and how often he was going to play down the middle, I would have thought. So Yeah. Um, I just yeah. wonder if he knew that but thought, you know what, we just won an FA Cup. I just won a community shield. I've scored some key goals from that position. That was still yeah. happening for me. Great. And now he's maybe looking at it going, Christ, what is going on here? Um, because... Do you think we've been tactically found out already? Uh I don't know if we've been tactically found out. I just think maybe we've been a bit naive. You know, why would you sit back at home, have two defensive midfielders against Villa? You know, I know that they've got a very good attacking team and we want to be partly defensive, but 
I'd say United's team are a better attacking threat than Villa's, and we tore them apart, albeit it was only a one nil win. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think you mentioned it earlier, did you? I'm losing track of where we are. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's last shot on target that wasn't a penalty was that the one you came? No. Did you mention that earlier? Oh, wasn't a penalty. He came in the game against Sheffield United. Um, And another awful stat. Arsenal haven't scored a first-half Premier League goal since September. Mm, And we're now now November. Shocking. Didn't we score Um, one against Fulham? Yeah, but that was on the opening game of the season, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Our last Premier League first-half goal from Arsenal was Lacazette's v Liverpool to take the lead. I think that was fortuitous, if I remember... Correctly as well. Um, I mean, you met, you said it last week. Um, some wise words from your from your dad. Different tools for different jobs. Yeah. Um, and when I looked at the lineup, and while I do encourage some consistency, I do think there is room for changing one or two. Mm. Um, especially, I know it doesn't. At the moment, without the fans, it doesn't make too much difference playing at home. But it's still familiar surroundings and players generally perform better on their home pitch. And I just thought we didn't really take the game to them with that lineup. No, not at all. Not at all. There's been a lot of... Um... Uh, a lot of feedback that we've received about playing the youth um again mm. regular friend of the show dd who's at darren dupree says play the youth fuck this shit arteta can be criticized and i think he's got a good point there i think the thing i notice about the youth players is they they literally play for the shirt because it's the club that they grew up it's the club that they love uh and again if you remember in the venga he, he there's that famous photo of him with the uh Arsenal youth, the British, mm-hmm. and he the was core. trying to. Sorry, the British core. The British core, yeah. yeah. He was trying to copy an Arsenal version or create an Arsenal version of La Masia, which is the Barcelona academy. And it was like if, if we get it in their DNA at a young age, and they all play together, and they all know how each other plays together. By the time they reach the first team, they'll have that deep-rooted love for Arsenal. And obviously they'll all be familiar with each other and it's the Arsenal DNA that everyone plays the same way at every level of um, of competition at Arsenal. And obviously that kind of fell apart. But I feel that we've got a real special group with the Harold boys that we always talk about. And maybe they need more of an opportunity in the Premier League instead of relying on what is an expensive signing in Willian, albeit it was a free, but... I'm sure he'll come good. And we mentioned last week, it's what he does off the ball as opposed to on the ball sometimes that, that you notice and you have to appreciate. So, um, I do think... Yeah, I, I do agree. I do agree. But, I, I, you know, he's definitely got to start doing more on, on the ball. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Did you see that shot he, he had? Yes. Where he just Left shanked foot. it for a throw-in almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, it doesn't, oh. you know, it's not often you get something for free and feel like you've been robbed, is it? No, no, I did see somebody put something like, How did Arsenal buy William and still end up getting mugged off or something? <laughs> um, just on um, 
just on the point of youth, actually, at Mikey underscore shoe says, at what point are we going to open the door for the youth and give them a shot? Willock, Nelson, Saliba. Um, I, I think at time of recording or just before time of recording, Saliba was playing this evening, wasn't he, for the Arsenal under 23s, was it? That's correct. Against Gillingham. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how he got on, but I can't I think believe... they're still playing. Yeah, went to a penalty shootout. I don't know who won it. Oh, right. Um, I can't believe that he's at that level, you know? Supposedly Spurs were in for him. Supposedly other European giants were in for him. He chose us, and we don't think he's ready to play for us. Mind well, I, I just I don't understand. I mean, Arteta's he's frustrated about the situation because he's made the wrong decision and feels like he probably should be getting games, especially with the fact that we've looked short at the back with a couple of injuries um, recently, albeit sort of Louise is back now and um, Mustafi's on his way back. Chambers, mm-hmm. Count Chambers played tonight as well, I believe. Yes, 45 minutes, that's right. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, we could go on forever. There's so many comments about this game. Um, and it's nice to see some new names and faces on the list as well. And W33KSY72, my God, that's a mouthful, says, we need to start playing Orba as the central striker, Saka and Nelson Pepe on the wings, Willock just behind with Party and Elneny, Ceballos or Xhaka, depending on who we're playing there too. I'd start including youngsters, Smith Rowe, Saliba and Balogun on the bench too. So... And he's got it all wrapped up. That guy knows what he's talking about. Mm. Um, on on the Pepe conversation, has he played his way back into contention into the Prem? Because he scored against Dundalk, great goal. He scored against FC Mould, which we'll come on to again soon, but did well, scored again. You yeah. know, surely he's going to do something more so than, uh, than Willian at the moment. You would think so, wouldn't you? He's got a bit more sort of attacking zip. Bit, bit more pace mm. um, and yeah I don't know what I was expecting with Willian to be honest he, he started well in the first game and then I don't know is he is he just taking the piss or what what's he doing <laughs> <laughs> undercover Chelsea agent yeah that's uh, actually in my notes I've written is Willian taking the piss <laughs> that's how annoyed I was at, at a certain point I think when, when I think back to Willian at Chelsea, the things that stick in my mind are we'd take a player on, we'd take a shot, and albeit his shots were quite similar, you know, cut in from the left, take a shot, and it would go into the, the right-hand corner. I don't care. Take a flipping shot, you know. If we've seen anything from this season, it's that um, shots are leading to handballs, and even if they're not handballs, penalties are being given. So we're not getting anything there. Um you know, those are the things that I, I kind of remember. For, and free kicks. I always thought he was good at free kicks. I feel like we've seen none of that from him. He's he's no. not even scored for Arsenal yet, has he? No, he hasn't. And this is one of the problems last season. Our midfielders are not contributing enough goals. And we're seeing it again already this season. Yeah. And um, and the strikers aren't scoring. So. No. And we thought that he might bring some of that, you know. Um, but he hasn't. So... Yeah. Um, Pepe did say, my goal is to play more, have a little more playing time. 
A player who plays is happy. For me, I would like to play a little more to find a smile again. That would suggest he's obviously unhappy about the fact that he's not playing, but is he yeah. kind of in in his own little shell at the moment? And has he lost his confidence? Apparently, he is a, he is a confidence player, isn't he? Mm. He needs an arm around the shoulder and stuff like that, but he's not going to get confident if he's not playing. No. You would think he would take something from the Europa games, but maybe he just he thinks, well... There's quite a low standard of opposition. Well, let's face it; they're fucking awful. Yeah, you know it's a second. Um, rate. You know it's a second rate. Yeah, opposition. You're in that B team. Maybe it just doesn't mean as much to him. Um, I think he's unlucky now to not be in the the starting lineup in the prem because Williams just showing us nothing really. Hmm. Yeah, uh, right. even even blacker down the middle every week we seem to have a conversation about him and he seems to have a chance every week that he seems to miss yeah that's harder to miss than it is to score yeah you're right well look on, on this, he did it again you know yeah i was going to say on this theme should we run through um some of the key points from the game yeah yeah um because it certainly didn't start well, did it? We got it lucky one no. minute one, didn't we? Offside goal. Um, Bang goal. Did, did you think it should have been disallowed? Or? Um, I think if the Granite Xhaka goal, where he was supposedly yeah. a front goalkeeper, blah, 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 yeah. against Leicester was, was not given, um, then that shouldn't have been given. That said, yeah. I think even if... Leno could have seen the ball, and um, I forget which player was in his way, but I don't, think he'd, saving it. I don't think he'd have saved it anyway. No. So, no. very fortunate there. But that just set the time for the game. Yeah, it did. Um, we didn't really offer anything. Set pieces. Apparently, we've got a set piece coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, is he, has he been furloughed, or what's going on there? <laughs> we got. <laughs> Gunasaurus was back tonight, weren't he? He was, yes. So Some was good news. Yeah. So is he uh, Gunasaurus in disguise? I don't know. Um, there are some times where I look at set pieces and think, oh, okay, that's a bit different. And there are other times where I think, that is fucking terrible. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, it's not difficult. I've got to be honest, set pieces, they're not difficult. No. If you... If you're in shooting range, have a shot, hit the target. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. You don't have to try and be clever, work it out wide and get across in, you know, just shoot. And then if it's a corner, all you've got to do is whip it in. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, if you um, can't even beat the first man, then you shouldn't be taking corners. No. Um, but But again, we go back to last season. Pepe was lauded for the fantastic deliveries mm. he put in for his corners if he's not so, on the pitch mate well yeah so it's, it's obviously a lot more difficult that, that's a rumor um <laughs> so all yeah. right well, as i say it was a terrible terrible start to the game yeah um and then we concede um a poor goal on our part i thought yeah uh, yeah they worked the ball around quite well but it was uh slower than my nan going to the kitchen yeah, nice lady. 
Yeah. Yeah. Shit. That was the um, that was one where Rob Holding was doing a bit of Irish dancing on the, uh, yeah. the edge of the box. Yeah. Have you ever seen that episode of The Inbetweeners where I think it's um, the film and they're they're doing the dancing in the in the nightclub yeah. and there's yeah. uh, Will who's the posh one with glasses and he's kind of like hopping on two feet. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It, it kind of looks a bit looks like a bit like that. It's like just put a fucking foot in, take him out, stop, but. It's like we were statues, and I felt really sorry because it went down as a sack her own goal. Yeah. Um, and that was probably because he tried. Yeah, yeah. You know, really uh, a well-worked goal, but we should have been able to prevent that. It, it shouldn't go across the goal like that. Um, no, well, we shouldn't it, have got sliced. It, to be fair, it was a... It was a tidy little reverse pass from Ross Barkley. It, it was, but there was looked, like looked quite good for Villa since he signed for him. He has, he has. But that you know, there were three defenders. I think he took out with that. Yeah. Pass. And to me, that's just it's just not good enough. It's terrible. Um. So yeah, good good goal, but a preventable goal, I think. Um. Anything else that sort of sprung to mind? Or no. Nothing from us. You, no. Let's let's um let me just have a quick look at my notes. Hold on. Uh yeah, no, definitely nothing in there. Nothing in there. Awful. I've just got Lacazette missing a chance okay. from a really, really good cross from Kieran Tierney. Yeah. KT. KT. Um that was an amazing pass. Uh, would um Aubameyang scored that. I mean, he's not renowned for his heading either. No, I've noticed we're doing a lot of a crossing, and I, I just can't get my head around. Get my <laughs> head around. Um, you know, I can't work out why. Yeah, it's not like Giroud still plays for us. No, and that would have been something that he would have, you know, yeah, thrived on. Thrived on. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look and see. <laughs> not that it matters, but I'm, I'm um intrigued to know how tall Lacazette is because if he's playing as our central striker um, why would we go with that uh, five foot nine so you know he's not exactly a target man in that respect is he Um, why would we keep doing that is that a desperation because there's nothing happening ahead of us quite possibly getting to the position it's like you said have we been found out once you once you mark Aubameyang out of being able to make a run, there's no real plan B. Yeah, I mean, it looks like teams are sitting a little deeper against us. Um, so we, we're sort of Aubameyang struggling to run in behind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just don't understand the crosses. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, he it... went off at halftime. He did. Us on. Yes, he did. Uh, apparently, um, he's picked up a bit of an injury because I can't sort of work out again why you would make that substitution. No. Um, luckily, our contacts <laughs> at mm-hmm. the AFC Bell, who's obviously very close to the party camp, as we know, he was the uh, the main account, or she, or she, the main account in uh, in confirming that transfer in the summer. Um, put out his, uh, a tweet earlier saying that uh, awaiting confirmation from the club specialists and doctors, 
who will direct Thomas Partey's injury, but the indications are um, basically that he's okay and he won't be he won't be out for too long. To which I replied, ah, the classic, he won't be out for long, cursed quote that struck down Ramsey, Cazorla, Diaby and RVP. Um, should have put Wilshire in there as well, actually, because it seems like for a period of time we were always getting there. Three weeks, won't, won't be too long, and then they miss half their Arsenal career because of it. Um, all right, well, that's that. Second Villa goal. Yeah. Was... Um, it was just another shit goal. <laughs> <laughs> Corner from Barkley to Trezeguet. He returns it back to Barkley. He volleys it across goal, and Watkins scores. Mm. Um, he looks like a good buy for them, doesn't he? Again. Mm. Another one where I thought it's a lot of money. You know, he's certainly done well in the championship. This is this is a completely different league, mate. But um yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't say no to having him at Arsenal at the minute. There's quite no, a few other players I'd be going, wouldn't mind that at, at Arsenal. Um do you I don't think we was ever on the table, but do you think we got the wrong Chelsea midfielder? Would we have done better with a Barclay over a William? Um, obviously hypothetical but yeah I know I don't know because sort of different slightly different positions on the pitch uh... yeah but do you think we needed a playmaker more than another winger yeah we definitely needed a playmaker yeah um, it's funny I think we've got one somewhere um well, yeah, I think so. We pay quite a lot for him as well, don't we? Mm. Good value for money. Um, okay, and then the last goal just summed up maybe a little bit of what we're missing. All right. A, what? Uh, goalkeeper distribution? Yeah, that in particular. Which is not good to see. No. Martinez um, grabs it and it literally sets... I don't know who sets the... Oh, Jack Grealish. Grealish. Yeah, just passes it straight out to Grealish. He's at the halfway line before you know it. Runs down the pitch, plays in Watkins, scores a second. It's like, fuck me, we just given up before we'd even got to... To any of that. Um, stat. Time for a stat. Give us something. Uh, it's on. not a good one. Oh, right. <laughs> Oli Watkins is the third player to score two-plus goals for Aston Villa in a Premier League game at Arsenal. After, I hope his career goes a bit better than these two, Christian Benteke and Darren Bent. Um, so, it was just, it was shit. Do you know what? I've never been more grateful for an international break because going into the previous international breaks, we've actually been on a pretty good run and it's disrupted us. I'm hoping this will help reset minds a little bit for when they return. Yeah, I guess so. Usually I feel the opposite where I kind of want to get the next game straight out. Yeah, get it done and, and, you know, get them to put it right would Mm -hmm. be how I feel. And I think Arteta has sort of had the same reaction, but it is what it is. Um, Fair play to him coming out at the end and saying it's his fault and he got it wrong. Yeah. He, he because did. He, he's going to make these mistakes, we've said before. You know, he's still learning. But hopefully he's just smart enough to learn from them. 
yeah and put it right yeah it's it's going to be difficult because of the players that he's got and you know a lot of it isn't his fault because some of this goes back to Arsene Wenger still well you know a lot of it does some of the players you know that we've kept that we signed and sort of stood by and offered big contracts to that have put us in this situation and and it's going to take a, a long time to undo it it's not mm. it's not going to happen this season yeah it's get, it's getting better but it's it's not it's not nowhere near nowhere near let me read out a a brief statement that he um mm-hmm. said in an interview uh, and then I'll ask you about it afterwards he said we expect to win every game and this is the standard that we have to set. So if someone believes they're winning one or two games is enough, they're completely wrong, and I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to accept that mindset at all, and it's obviously not what this club deserves. It's my full responsibility, and now I have to find a way to do it. Who do you think he's talking about there? Is that a collective, or is that an individual? If someone believes that winning one or two games is good enough, they're completely wrong. I think it's a collective. I don't think he would single anyone out. He mm. might have someone in mind that he thinks that, or he, he knows um, from what he's seen or heard in the dressing room. I don't know, but um, I do think you run a risk if if you're putting out the same team as well. You know, putting someone in that you know when they get their chance that they give that extra bit of effort because they want to stay in the team. Mm. Um, it's funny because I'm sure only a week or two ago when we were recording, we said, do you know what I love about Arteta? No, you know, it, it kind of keeps everyone on their toes and we've got some quality and it creates a bit of competition for places. And within a short space of time, it feels like actually he's probably got a bit of a starting eleven in his head for the Premier League and maybe that competition has already died down a little bit. You know, the mm. likes of William probably thinking, yeah, I'm in. Who's going to go ahead of me? Pepe can't do anything or... I've only just been signed, so they they can't drop me. Um, you know, Lacazette. I don't know. It goes on, doesn't it? It goes on. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like Granite Xhaka was dropped from that game, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't play against United either? Do you think maybe he's more key to our success than we appreciate or give him credit for? Because he, because to me he's a good disruptor. He's so slow, but he will put in the dirty tackle and bring a, a Jack Grealish down, and not care about getting a yellow card because it means they can't break and score and whatever. I don't see an El Nenny as maybe being that sort of disruptor in the same way. It's a tricky one because we were praising El Nenny last week. Mm. Uh, after a great performance against United. Um, so it would have been difficult to drop, I think, for this game. And you always, you know, parties probably you, you go to now, you're starting, you pay that sort of money for someone and, you know, they are a different level. That's Pepe doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, uh, you know. I know what you're saying, though, yeah. We, we, we've paid that sort of money and he's not getting in, but... At the start, he did when he when he joined us. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just think they've got to find a. He's got to find what works. 
uh, I don't know. If, if Shaka and Party can't play in the same lineup, then I think I'd rather have Party still. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, look, let's uh, let's try and erase that from our memory. Uh, yeah. And uh, we've got the international break coming up. And then when we return, I don't even know who we're playing. That's how bad it is. Do you? Um, we have... We'll have a quick look. Let's have a quick look. See if I can find it. But uh, I think it's Leeds, actually, off the top of my head. Yeah, we're yeah it is. Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, away to Leeds, 4.30 on Sunday. Um, well, I guess that's that's quite early for a Sunday kickoff for us, but... 22nd of November. So, um, what's the date today? Today, recording is the 10th. So, we've got, you know, what, a week and a half, two weeks of uh, of no Premier League football. And like I say, I hope that it just gets people's, people being the football players that play for Arsenal, gets their mind sort of reset and maybe gives Arteta a bit of time to plan a couple of different formations and, and sort of, um, what's the word, player lineups, you know? Mm. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But hey, what Aston Villa game? It's already out of my mind. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So should we talk about the uh, Europa League match? Yes. We uh, we uh, scored a few goals in that. Well, only two. It's two of them were own goals. Yeah, OG is back. <laughs> a fan favourite from a few seasons back. OG banging them in. Yeah. Um. Pretty much a lineup that I think maybe a bit stronger than than we thought. Yeah, especially with Leno starting in goal, I was surprised at that. I I thought Runarsson did what was asked of him, um, and he should just be playing in these games. Really, mm. uh, it seems a bit pointless risking Leno in in these games if he was to get injured. Then you've got to play this this guy who's never played in the Prem. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, experience at the back with Mustafi and, and Louise and Shaka was in there. But again, you know, it's the the young Hailem boys again, sort of showing everyone up. I thought Willock puffed and puffed and eventually got his goal. I I, I was writing my notes and um at one point wrote um you know that this is just typical willock for me you know he he he, he should, gives a lot of energy and he shows good willingness but ultimately he lacks that bit of class at, at the end of it but um as soon as i wrote that he scored so <laughs> if you could slag off a few more of our players like that yeah good. So, you know, maybe he's uh, he's at a turning point. Um, David Luiz spoke highly of him at the end of the game, he did. Uh, he did. saying that he could do better because he, he's got the, the talent to do so. So that, that's good to hear, to know that there's more to come from him. And he's got to be close to, you know, pushing as well for a starting spot. He, you know, it gives us something a little bit different. I think it's going to be hard for him now with, with Thomas Partey coming into the side. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, he's a player that I was never really sure about what he could bring to the, the yeah. team, if I'm honest, and where his best position was. But he, he brings goals. He does. There, there's something about the way that he plays and his follow-up into the box that reminds me a bit of 
Ramsey. Ramsey. It's probably yeah. the closest we've had to a goal scoring midfielder that that has been of, of that that ilk. Um and obviously he's got a long way to go to to really be classed in the same breath as, as Aaron Ramsey. Um but I, I think he's a player that we can use if we if we have the right formation. So you know, again, going back to what we were saying before, different tools for different jobs. I just don't want us to have the same tools being brought out for the different jobs. You know, we do need different players. And I, I really do think he can bring something to the first team that we we seem to lack at the moment. And look, quite frankly, what we're doing isn't working. So we may as well change it. And if you've got a player that's high in confidence because he's banging them in, and you could argue as well, you know, Nketiah... I think what did have one or two goals offside? Two, two of his were offside, were they? Yeah. At least one of them was ruled out offside. Uh, well, Willock was offside, funnily enough, and Ketia wasn't, and he scored, and it um, it got ruled out. But those two playing together, it does make you think it's not happening for Lacazette. Would we rather bring in Willock to do some of the creative work and Nketia to replace Lacazette as centre forward and see how that dynamic and that chemistry works out? Um, I was really impressed. Like I said, the, the only one that we're, we're kind of missing is Reese Nelson, but I think he was injured, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like Ainsley Maitland-Niles never really gets talked about as being a Hareland youngster. I don't know if it's because he's like a year older, maybe. I think he is, or is he the same age group? But mm. he broke into the first team a bit earlier. I always feel like he's maybe just forgotten about as... Um, being so young and so experienced, yeah. you know, we just take it for granted that he's now, you know, in the team in that respect. So, good result. Uh, yeah, for, just good for Pepe. Touching on that, um, touching on the on the, the Inketia thing you just said, you know, is there an opportunity for him in the in the starting lineup in the Premier League? And um, whether it's him or it's Aubameyang again, I just I noticed that he makes those runs into the channels, and that gives Pepe the the chance to sort of come inside or find that pass yeah. forwards. Whereas Lacazette doesn't do that. He's a hold up man, isn't he? Yeah, and maybe that is a little bit of the reason that Pepe isn't getting a look in or doing so well when he does play in the Prem because he, he he needs that in front of him. He needs players to be running off him and running forwards, not not coming back and yeah. getting in his way yeah. kind of kind of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um I wonder as well, now that we've got nine points, will he start to tweak the team a bit more? I.e. Leno not starting maybe saving David Luiz for the Prem. Um, you know, no, at- I would think so, because Leno doesn't even look switched on, does he, in, in the game? It's kind of his fault for the goal. Yeah, I mean, it was a good goal. It was. It was savable, I think. A poor kick, and then ultimately he's, he's uh, out of position slightly. Yeah. He doesn't get his feet right, and yeah. he's caught out, isn't he? Yeah, really quick shot. Um I don't. I'm not going to go into the Leno Martinez debate because we've been there and we've done that. But uh, I was hoping that we'd come out of the Villa game, and I know we've done Villa. But I was hoping we'd come out of the Villa game with a bit of 
actually, you know what? He is brilliant. And he is. I do think he is brilliant. But there was an element of, I don't know, I guess that conversation came up again, didn't it? Of people asking, well, did we go for the right keeper or not? Um, oh, mate, Emmanuel Munio could have played in that game and looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we offered nothing, did we? So, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and the other one that I thought was weird was Willian. Again, mm. you know, we're talking about players being tired. Why would he start him on a Thursday and then start him again on the um, Sunday? You know, we've got a big enough squad. The, our problem is we've got too many players, albeit the quality is not there throughout all of them. But if we've got so many players and so many competitions, let's mix it up a bit. You know, and, and when you need yeah. your attacking players to be on fire because we're not creating enough and we're not scoring enough, either play Pepe and start him and not Willian or vice versa. And and then, you know, whichever one didn't play, you can play at the weekend. I just found that bizarre. Um, but look, I, I don't want to piss all over a 4-1 win. A 4-1 win's a 4-1 win. Mm. Um, we played some sort of good stuff after the goal, I thought. Um, yeah, created some chances and even the own goals, you know, I, I think probably would have been finished off by... Whoever, whoever was there, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably Eddie and Ket here, but it makes you wonder. I know the uh, the level of opposition is chalk and cheese, but it does make you wonder if the um, lineup that we use for the Europa League is maybe in a better um, better rhythm than the Premier League one at the moment, given that they keep winning. So you know, again, it's only three games, but um, quite a number of goals scored and. I don't know. I don't know. Well, lesser opposition, isn't it? But there is a point where you have to sort of... Well, now, now there's an international break. Say, OK, you've done well in, in these games. You know, we're going to give you a run and vice versa. And, you know, you've not done so well. So you're going you're gonna to be in, in that squad. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, you're looking at Nketiah, Willock, uh, you know, coming in for sort of Lacazette and Willian, I suppose yeah. those, those sorts of players. I mean, we're obviously we're not far away from Christmas, which means we're not far away from the New Year, which is all very weird to say. But um, we've only really just come out of one uh, transfer window, and we're not far away from another one. Yeah, thank uh, God. Well, yeah, exactly, because. It gives us the opportunity to try and make some some changes, albeit knowing Arsenal will be at the eleventh hour <laughs> transfer deadline day, trying to eke some value out of somewhere. Um, maybe not one for here and now, but certainly one that we could think about. Who do we think will probably be moved on in January? And I do think Lacazette could be one of them if we can find a suitable replacement, or you know, because his contract didn't renew. He hasn't got long left on it. If you leave it to the summer, I think that only leaves him with a year to go. Mm. Quite possibly, if someone's looking for a striker. I mean, there you go. Not a goal-scoring striker, but a striker. No, but just a striker, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, it's been quite a, a downer podcast, isn't it? But Yeah. That's that's the but, joy uh, of sporting us. We can only talk about what, what's... Uh, what we see. Going, what we see, what's going on. Indeed. And... Not that I'm one to, um, you know, 
pish to use uh, Schmitty's <laughs> Schmitty's words, but um, not one to pish all over other people's work. But I don't know if you if you saw the AFTV reaction, you know, whilst they're watching the game. I like to think we're a bit calm. No, no, what's that? Um, so AFTV watched the uh, yeah, dickhead. <laughs> I can't believe I just fell for that. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, go on. I didn't see it. I don't Well, no, it's it just, you know, the usual uh, AFTV crew where they're watching um, the match and they've you know got a camera on them whilst they're watching it and they are mm. effing and jeffing and, you know, not very happy, which I don't blame them because I wasn't either, but I, I tend to be a little bit calmer than that when I'm watching it and I tend not to have a camera on me. Uh, it sounds like the Channel 5 version of Gogglebox. <laughs> hey, they're getting the views, mate. You wait till we go oh, live with that. Good for them. Yeah. Ah, mm. oh, dear. Right. We have got some uh, some more comments from Twitter. I don't know if you want to run through them. We can probably even we've already covered covered them. All we can talk about them. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a couple, but if you, you know, if we've covered it already, then I'll it check. Is what it is. I'll check. You know what? People have been kind enough to send them into us, so let's have a look. Um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so Mark Tyler who's at Mark Gibbons 4 says why is Arteta continuing to pick the woeful Lacazette we've kind of already spoken about that mm. why is he setting up his team so defensively at home we should be playing on the front foot fair comment yeah and why is Rob Holding looking like he was auditioning for Strictly Come Dancing instead of putting in a challenge? <laughs> yeah. I think we've already spoken about that. There you go. Yeah, I do feel like Arteta's, you know, it, uh, difficult that if we had fans there on, on Sunday, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have gone well for him, would it? I don't think. No. No, I think the booze would have been out. And, and uh, I think we fans can handle losing, but when performances are that bad, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, he would have, he would have heard some felt the wrath bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, we've got lots of friends of the show, and this one is Artetary, who's at Jude Horlu, and uh, good tweet. He says this reality check took so long to come. We only won 2-1 against West Ham and Sheffield United, and we got a penalty against United, and everybody beats Fulham. Arteta is overcoaching the team. Let the players enjoy themselves when we have to attack. Over-pragmatism at its negative best. It's a good point. We have only scraped, and I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks back, we've only scraped past play, uh, past teams. It feels mm. like forever since we thrashed someone good 3-4-0 plus, you know? Um, in In the league, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what have we got here? At Cerano, or Serrano, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with the Italian pronunciation of Cerano, but it's probably not. He says, blah, 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 blah. We lost, deal with it. Liverpool lost 7-2 against them. Obviously, they were doing something right. Perhaps we just had an off day. I won't lie to you. There was a point during the game where I thought, well, we've only conceded three. Villa con- uh, Liverpool did concede seven. Um, but then I thought that is not the benchmark that we should be setting ourselves against, really. It's not, no. Um, uh, and if we were, they scored two, we scored none. So. Yeah. 
Uh, Villa are a very sort of capable side. They've they've added well in the summer, and you know they've got a way of playing, and it works for them. Yeah, especially yeah. So, uh, should we go for one more? Go on. Just for good go measure, on. let's. I'm just going to be really random, <laughs> just because this one's funny. Uh, oh, actually, there's two here. I'm going to go with two. Sod it. Right, Craig Stanley, who's at StanPR1 underscore, who we mentioned earlier with Tweet of the Week. He said, my nan is better than Lacazette. My granddad is better than William. So, okay. grandparents, obviously, theme of the show tonight. And finally, Gunners Alley, who is... Uh, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Arsenal underscore L2L. Says, I always questioned the Willian signing, but I didn't predict this. I don't know why we would sign him for three years when he looks like his ability won't even last him the year. <laughs> good point. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we've not even mentioned the fact that he's on a three year contract. I think the positive is it might be a two plus one option. So <laughs> every club. Right, okay. Well, every club. I can see how that option's looking at the minute. Yeah, of course we'll sign him up. We probably for will. Year. We'll you sign know? for another year. Would be uh, he brings a lot to the change room. <laughs> yeah, oh, does God. he? So does Gunasaurus. Yeah, they soon, they soon kicked him out, didn't they? So they did. Well, he's back, back with a vengeance, right, Diddley? I think we're probably done, mate. Yeah, let's wrap it up, mate. Uh, if you want to get in touch, ever. At Blast Arsenal Pod on the Twitter. We're on YouTube. You go and subscribe to our channel. Uh, and again, just thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Feel the love. Love. Um, we just mentioned international break. Are we, we're not taking a break, though, are we, mate? We always try and fill the blanks in, do we? Yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with some more drivel. Uh, we'll <laughs> come up with some features and whatnot and have something to talk about I'm sure. Yeah, let's um, maybe we get nostalgic and talk about you know when times were good at Arsenal. <laughs> um, something yeah, more positive. Yeah, we'll have to go back some. Um, but for some people that would be a new thing. They might not even know about those times. Yes, yeah. What is that gold thing people always talk about that no one else has got? Yeah. The, uh, that's the Invincibles trophy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, just checking. I know, I'm I'm well well aware. Yeah. You are well aware. Um, Yes, until then, my guess, mate, next week. All right, see you next week, mate. You take care and stay safe. Yeah, uh, you too, and, of course, our listeners around the world. I like saying that. Yeah, of course. Bye for now. Ciao. Listening to Blast from the Arsenal.